A recent report entitled Video Shouldn't Cost the Earth reports on the huge impact TV and video production has on climate change. We'll come on to some staggering stats in just a moment, I'm sure, but this timely and insightful study looks at the sustainability challenges facing TV and video production globally, why the industry is shaping up to meet them, and how cloud-native technologies can dramatically reduce the carbon impact from video editing and post-production activity. Yeah, the report was produced by Blackbird in collaboration with environmental management consultancy Green Elements. And we're delighted to welcome Ian McDonough from Blackbird and Will Richardson from Green Elements. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you. Will, let's start with you, Hime. Uh, you get the call from Blackbird. Where did you start? I mean, how do you start in compiling a report? What, what sort of elements were factored in? And, uh, and were you surprised by what you found? I, were we surprised? Um, I think we'd been told that we were going to find it. And we had said, hopefully we will. And we did. Um, and we really just looked at what it is that Blackbird do and the whole process that um, you have to go through in order to edit the videos and then looked at competitors and compared like for like. So Ian, where, what, what areas of the industry that cause this amount of CO2 and what, what workflows have you used to, to come up with this analysis? What, how did you go about it? Well, we, we came around to, to, to producing this report because we were, we were aware, as Will said, that we were using at Blackbird very few of the Earth's resources and we would look around us in other parts of the media supply chain at trucks, at buildings, at large amounts of files being transported across, across uh, the internet. And we wanted to understand just how much difference there was and what, and what impact everyone else was having. So in answer to your question, it's a lot of things. It's, it, it is, it is in fact, you know, the old style of, you know, like dirty factories that are pumping out huge amounts of, of, of carbon because they're, you know, pumping out transport. It's around, around data transmission. It's around, um, around around buildings and heating buildings and traveling to buildings, etc. The way that Blackbird works is that we we have built a a, a software a um, a way of producing and editing video that doesn't use much of the Earth resources. We don't transport those high res files around. We transport only the the Blackbird codec around, which is which is our um, RAP, um, and it is a very light file. And then transmit uh, EDLs, edit decision list back. So it's it's a it's a different way of architecting. It's, it's all in the architecture. So let's. Yeah. I'm going to okay. fast forward a bit because this question was going to come on later, but it's probably a good point now. Can we clarify the difference in cloud native and cloud based? In yeah, very happy to. The, the difference between cloud native and cloud based is is um, cloud based is putting effectively what is an on premise system into data centers and in, into the cloud. Um, it is it is great in terms of reducing transport, but it is not great in terms of reducing emissions from, from, from data centers or from the transport between data centers. So cloud native is where um, the system has been specifically designed and the, and the software within it, the codecs within it have been specifically designed for the cloud. And that is where they're very light and very easy to transport. Um, and actually it means that it's a, it's a better user experience too, quite frankly, but it's, um, it's definitely better for the environment. And, um, and is, is cloud being in the going cloud native? Is that is that really enough, or do I need to go further than that? 
I, I think that we, we need, as an industry, we need to go a lot further than that. I think that the, what, what we would like to say in this report is that uh, cloud native technologies exist today. And if they're leveraged correctly, then there can be a large positive and immediate effect. And that's, that's really important because there's, a, there's an emergency facing our climates and we think it's the most important issue facing us today. However, that isn't far enough. You're quite right to go further. We're, we're a, 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 an industry that's famed and, and, and takes a great deal of pride in innovation, whether it's innovation in storytelling or in innovation in effects or, you know, you name it. We, we, we love to innovate and we, we would love to see a lot more innovation around reducing the carbon footprint that we're having. If you look at the online video um, uh, industry alone, watching video, watching online video accounts for around 1% of the Earth's emissions, what the carbon emissions for the planet, for the entire planet. That's not, you know, we, we're not exempt. We're, we're not exempt in this industry. And that's only going to yeah. obviously increase over time as well. So in, we mentioned um, some incredible stats. I know you're based in Wimbledon. Give us an example of uh, an event, a two-week local event to you, the impact <laughs> that might have on the environment. Yeah, you might have heard of this local local tournament we have. Um, it's, it's around around two weeks every year, most years anyway. And they, um, they, they, they have, you know, it's a typical local, it's a typical three week sporting event. That's what we've looked at and we happen to be involved in with the most. Um, to the, the video elements alone, the video editing elements alone for a two week event like that emit 175 tons of carbon. And that sounds a lot. And it is a lot because that, that is around the air, the surface area of two tennis courts that is lost in sea ice, you know, every year for that, for that event. Now, that's just an example. I'm not going too hard on Wimbledon here, but if you multiply that across all the, the millions of hours of TV, television that's produced every, every year, all across the world, you can, you could, you can start to visualize just how enormous this, this, this problem is. Yeah, I guess it's fair to say at that point that it goes in a sort of scale based. If it's, you know, worst case scenario is having to transport all of that kit physically, you know, the next level is going as we've just said, cloud-based maybe, you know, then you know, ultimately getting the most lightweight is, well, thankfully, what you found out is to be your solution. That's right. If you look, if you look, at, um, if you look at the cloud-native solution versus the other two solutions, then we're, the cloud-native solution is less than a tenth of the, of the carbon footprint of a typical on-premise system. If you look at the, cl the cloud-native versus cloud-based, then it's still 80% difference. So, Although you're saving on transport and you are saving on, on, on things like buildings, it's still a huge amount of data of, of emissions that are coming from a cloud-based system. So the, the cloud-native system, you know, is, is, a, is a huge saving on, 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 um, on carbon emissions. A lot of companies now are saying that carbon neutrality is, is a goal. And I think that's fantastic. We would welcome carbon neutrality. The carbon neutrality can be achieved in two ways. One is to obviously reduce carbon emissions. And second is to, to balance carbon emissions with, with buying offsets. So we can, we can advise companies very strongly that, that buying offsets is an expensive, expensive line of attack. And if you, if you want to really effectively reduce, um, get to carbon neutrality, the most important thing to do is reduce carbon emissions. And that's, that's the, that's the key, that's the key area of, of cloud native. So, Will, we, we know that companies like YouTube and Sky, uh, to name just two, they've they've declared to be carbon neutral by 2030. How are they How are they doing this, um, and how do we push it higher on the agenda for other people? This is quite. 
it's it's really hard to answer this. So I, I guess I, I know the way they've done it. They've looked at their carbon emissions and worked out how much carbon emissions their organisation emits, and then they've looked at a scheme to understand what to balance, how to balance it. So one minus the other. So if it was a hundred tons, they then look at offsetting um, at a hundred at a hundred tons. I think. It, the, there is an awful lot of language that's nuanced around this, and it is worth noting that it depends on what scheme you're using, how you're doing it, what you're doing. Um, is it should it be carbon removals as opposed to offsetting? Remembering that seventy three percent of offsetting um, schemes actually don't work, and that's that has that is research. Um, so, but in essence, it's one minus the other. I think, I think that's an excellent point that, you know, a lot of them don't work. And it's, if you are, if it does work, it's like taking a painkiller. You know, it's better not to have the pain in the first place than to, than to try and balance it out with, a, with another. Yeah. yeah. Signing up to site based targets and reducing your emissions in line with um, the science based targets and getting to real net zero by 2050 is a much more um you know future fit way of thinking and doing business you mentioned the painkiller scenario there in i mean are, can content producers be happy simply planting a tree for every hour of content um that they they obviously need to remove that issue in the first place don't they really i i would suggest that they can't be happy with that not from not from a number of perspectives you know from their own conscience i know they think that as, as will said 73 percent of these schemes don't actually work from reputational impact, and I think mainly from a cost perspective, it won't be able to afford to be to keep be planting trees in Nicaragua, you know, to, um, to to balance out the carbon emissions. I think they need to look first of all at the source of the problem and reduce the carbon emissions. You've got to remember that trees take what fifty to one hundred years to get into a point where they are actually reducing um, and removing carbon. And so, if you're looking at removing a ton of carbon in 2020, it's going to take potentially 40, 50 years before it even starts to get to that point. And that's way too far in the future. Yeah. I think the, the, the my, my, I, I kind of see this thing as, as the initiatives for BBC, Sky, you know, the large broadcasters and large companies that are able to, to, you know, can easily put this into budgets. I'm interested what, any tips, advice with those smaller companies that um, maybe don't have budgets, are they going to see any, could, could they see cost savings? Could they, you know, is, is there other reason? They want, they want to be green, they want to help, but I can't afford to because I've got a workflow and I can't afford to change it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, would, I, would, I would say that there are, there are, and it's not just Blackbird, by the way, there are, there are technologies that exist today that if they were more widely used, um, they, could, they could create these, um, these, these positive impacts and these reductions um, and don't necessarily have to cost more money. In fact, in, in many cases, they do not cost more money. They just happen to be a different way of doing things. Um, so yeah, I think that's 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 absolutely what, where we should go with that. Um, and I think that there has also been progress made. By the way, I think there's there's it's it's you know there's, it is true that the the increase in, in online video production uh, and and viewing and hours that are produced is having an impact. But the actual impact per hour um, has been seen to be reduced by using using these. Um, these technologies and we want to make sure that it accelerates um, and that we, we, we continue to reduce that, that, that cost per hour or that cost of carbon emission per hour. 
And, yeah. and we do have to yeah. remember that it's not just um, at the cost, i.e. you've got talent acquisition, you've got uh, reputational risk, the price of carbon is going to be going up. We already are anticipating it will triple in price over COP26. Therefore, these budgets that we're talking about are going to have to triple. Um, therefore, there's a reputational risk with that alone. You've got um, investments. Do you want to be investing in a company or an organization that isn't isn't making sure they're fit for the future and just putting a Band-Aid on? You know, there's so much more to it than just looking at the financial remuneration that you get in year one or year two. Yeah, you make an excellent point there about uh, would you want to be invested in a company like this? I mean, we, we're a publicly listed company at Blackbird and you know many of the people in the industry are also publicly listed. Investors are taking a very hard look about whether investments are ESG compliant and whether companies are doing everything they can to to, to reduce the impact on, on, on climate and on the planet. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I think it is easy for those guys. What we need to do, I think maybe my, my, my hope is that we find out reasons in, in, in the, in the sort of short term now, short to medium term, to how to, uh, um, uh, to encourage those that aren't necessarily seeking investment. They're just, it's, they're just guys that want to make a living and try to work out the benefits for them. And of course, there's collaboration. There's, you know, it's easier to work remotely sometimes. There's a lot of other benefits. So I think maybe we just got to outline them sometime. Yeah. Mm. I agree. We think we think in many ways that the entire world has gone remote over the last twelve months or so. It's certainly accelerated that way. You know, if you're looking at you know, I just applied for my delivery shares, for instance, and I've just <laughs> that's another way to come. Really. In, in the um, in, you know, we're looking talking about Amazon, um, you know, beating up the high street, etc. So there's, there's 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 many ways in which you know cost saving and, and you know reduction of human capital and carbon efficiency can be can be generated you know throughout, but. Yeah, I think it's um, there are many advantages of remote production that aren't just that aren't just carbon. You know, it's 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 a better work-life balance. You know, it is um, it is reduction of travel, etc. So, are there are there any are there any uh, other tools that you're looking at developing to help people calculate the impact of, of what they're up to? Yeah, yes, Matt. What we've done with Green Elements is we've created a carbon calculator. That's that's where the the numbers around Wimbledon came from. But we'd like to make that calculator much more robust so that when we talk to customers or prospects, we can, we can give them a real clear idea um, and, and an exact number and how much carbon they're going to be saving going with a cloud native solution like Blackbird versus going with, with a, with a cloud based or indeed an on-premise system. I think it's very important for them to understand that and really helps them with their, with their carbon neutral um, aims as well. Can we end the conversation in a positive thought about the future? I think we can. I think if we've got more organisations like Blackbird um, in this space doing what they're doing, um, and we do, and we do have we do have that. Look at MPC and Traveller and what they've done with regards to the recent Land Rover adverts. Um, that Land Rover advert is in Iceland in inverted commas, but actually it was a Land Rover didn't go to Iceland. It was all done remotely. Right. And I think we are seeing such change now that um, it's exciting. I think it's really exciting what Blackbird have done and um, are allowing us to be able to achieve. Fascinating Brilliant. stuff. It's yeah, fascinating. Really interesting. We'll, yeah. we'll, put a link, we'll put a link on the description below that people can uh, go to the Blackbird page to take a look at the report. It, it really is interesting. And there are some quite staggering statistics on there that really do make you think. So uh, 
yep, thank you both for, for your time today. And thanks also to Media Proxy for their ongoing support of Kit Plus TV. You can check them out at mediaproxy.com. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you very much.